Okay, here we go. The Panda Magazine. He's about to get crazy and wild. Stay for a while. Don't touch a radio dial. Kicking it back. Sports talk. Listen to that and stay tuned for some giggles and laughs. Go. Welcome to the Planet Mikey Show. Episode 45, everybody. Brought to you by that outstanding uh, video. You've seen it on YouTube. Two Cups and a Girl. No, wait, that's not how we're going to start the show. Are we going to start the show this way? Oh, you're going to make me throw up at the Welcome, top? Welcome, everybody, to the broadcast. Let's try to be pre- professional. Smitty always is. Ben sometimes is, and I never am. <laughs> <laughs> that's what makes you so lovable, Mike. Um, how about if I do a professional billboard up front for this, right? Right. The Planet Mikey podcast is brought to you by Dr. Robert Leonard, the absolute best in, in hair transplants uh, and stuff like that. Leonard Hair Transplant Associates. <laughs> With six offices to serve you. I'll get into that in a little bit. I want to say hi to Dr. Matthew Lepresti as well as Dr. Robert Leonard. Two of the very, they're just, they're artistic when it comes to replacing your hair and making you look not bald. Also brought to you by betonline.ag, the top uh, uh, individual betting site on the internet. Notice how every sponsor is the very best at what they do. We don't go for the second rate people here. There's nobody better. My grandma's coffee cake, without question, worldwide. Known as the very best coffee cake on earth. It's awesome. 1-800-8-GRANDMA. Tell her I said hello. <laughs> and Joe Fish, my favorite seafood restaurant. There are two of them, actually. There's one in North Reading, one in North Andover. Say hi to Jimmy Dietz. Tell him I love the lobster, and I'll be there next week. Okay, so how you guys doing? Everything good? Very good. Very yeah, good. good. I, uh, I had a crappy betting week. Uh, because I got screwed. Have you? Did you guys notice how many flags there were in those games in the weekend? You said there were more flags in that game than at the United Nations. I did say that, yeah. and I meant that, yeah. and it pissed me off no end. But I'll I'll tell you why I screwed up and what happened uh, in a, in a couple of minutes. But first, we have some business to take care of. <laughs> could you could you guys hold all this stuff for me? My go potty. We're, we're holding it. No. <laughs> What's your favorite candy? Halloween candy. Quick. Quick. The first thing that comes to your mind. Your favorite. Go. M&M's. Peanut M&M's. Excuse uh, me. Reese's uh, peanut butter cups. See, you, <laughs> What's wrong with Reese's, both of us? You know Why did we no. both stutter There's nothing that. wrong with either of you. What's yeah. yours? The M&M's are very popular. What's yours? Mine are feces peanut butter cups. <laughs> <laughs> I call them sh- peanut butter shit cakes. <laughs> no, the, the M&M's are popular, most popular uh, in... Oh, there's a lot of states. What Florida, the, Texas. How about the peanut M&M's? New York. Yeah, those are popular as well. But the peanut butter M&M's are popular in Utah. Oh. A bunch of what? dipshits Mitt, Mitt Romney's there. hometown, yeah. Is it a Mormon thing? I don't know. Now, here's what, some aberrations on this. And this is a state-by-state map, as you can see. I'm holding look it. At look at that map. Everybody, each, look I can at the see map. It. Bill can see yeah, it. The audience can't, but they know. Ma- imagine a map in your mind. Now, look at that map. And each state has the, the brand of candy that Yes, with, with the actual logos. So... Here's some oddities just from New England's perspective. Yeah. Uh, M- M&M's is the only New England state that's like most – it's Rhode Island. Yeah. The only – you know what I'm saying. <laughs> um, Snickers, Massachusetts Snickers. All right, that's and a good call. Everybody loves Snickers. Yeah. You know, like Snickers. Even people it says with right on the thing, or It says right on the, on the wrapper. If you don't like Snickers, you're an asshole. <laughs> uh, Reese's, peanut butter number, Reese's Peanut Butter Cup's number one in Maine, Iowa, Arkansas, Arizona, New Mexico, the Northwestern, you know, uh, Seattle, Washington. Uh, that's where the Reese's are, are huge. Weirdly, Milk Duds. 
Only in the south and the southeast. It's like, the, well, I'll give myself some milk, done. I like how they stick to my teeth that I don't have. It's just gross. Swedish fish. There's only one state that likes Swedish fish the best, and oh. it's Kentucky. Wow. They're good. Of course, they smoke the bluegrass down there. <laughs> so anyway, that's an interesting thing. And I, uh, I, I mean, I love Halloween. I love cavities. Oh, Snickers is number one in Alaska. Ooh, which is so weird. Do they even have candy up there? It's yeah. so far away. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and M Ms are number one in Hawaii, which is even farther away. Yeah. But then when you look at the map, the, the islands of Hawaii look like little M&M's. They're little small, little, you know. Maybe that's why M&M's is the, the favorite of the Hawaiians. Turdlets. Yeah. Oh, there's one state that likes sweet tarts. Can, oh. you, can anybody guess what that is? And this is an oddball state. Too. Minnesota. Wyoming. Oh, there you go. Wyoming, where they have like 500 people. <laughs> but all 500 of them love sweet tarts. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> A guy, and uh, if you've ever been to the, have you ever been to the Miami football stadium? I've been there a couple of times. Yes, no. it's kind of a shithole. The neighborhood's a shithole. Oh. Um, a beer vendor at Sunday's Miami Dolphins game was arrested <laughs> after charging a fan seven hundred and twenty-four dollars for two beers on a personal credit card reader, <sighs> according to the Miami Herald. This guy, uh, Nathaniel Collier. 33, didn't use the credit card reader that the Hard Rock Stadium prote- provides to vendors. No, he had his own. <laughs> and, and the fan got an alert, which included Collier's name on it for the excessive charge, and it happened right that fast. Arrested for charging, I guess, about $362, no more than that, wow. for each beer. Uh, and those are the guys you got to watch out for, you know, those guys that have the automatic credit card swiping thing right, right on them. Oh, yeah. Like, I know a pot dealer has one of those, and I'm not sure I trust the guy. You know, who wants to overpay for weed? <laughs> <laughs> Certainly not me. Uh, yeah, so Jeff Cooner's coming up, and he's great, and he's going to call us in a few minutes here. But first, let me just tell you something about Dr. Robert Leonard that you may not know. Okay, first of all, he's worldwide recognized by people in the industry of permanent hair restoration. He turned your balding head into a, a garden of delight. It's, it's, <laughs> it's a garden of Eden. Garden of delight. That's right. He turned my bald spot from uh, something that looked like a monkey's ass to a well-forested forest. Oh. Uh, and and I think it's looking good right now, isn't it? Oh, it's awesome. I, mean, I don't look like a bald guy. No. That's because I used my very own hair, or Dr. Leonard did. And he and Dr. Matthew Lepresti, I'm telling you, they're so good at this. They take your own hair from places on your head where there's a, an abundance. Usually that's the side or the back for most people. And they take these little mini graft transplants and they put them in where the bald spot is. And guess what? You know why it grows? Because it's your own hair. Your body's not going to say, hey, wait a minute, that's not right. Because it's like, oh, yeah, it's hair. And it grows. And you cut it and you wash it and you swim in it. And it, you don't even, you, you eventually forget about it. I'm surprised at how thick it is. I forget that I even had that done until I do these commercials. And then I remember how unbelievably scientific these guys I do find it awkward how much you run your fingers through Mikey's hair. Wow. It's weird. <laughs> I know, but would you stay away from my armpits, please? You, you promised you wouldn't bring that up, but <laughs> since it's there. but the... uh, So, Dr. Robert Leonard, 1 800 Get Hair is the number for their main office, and they have one in... Uh, let me just let me get this right, for God's sake. You don't want to give people wrong places where there aren't an office. So they'll go there. No. Well, Warwick, Rhode Island, that's the main office. Newton, Mass. That's where I had mine done, by the way. Braintree, Boston, Worcester, Salem, New Hampshire, 
Uh, you can go to hairdr.com, find other locations, H-A-I-R-D-R.com, or call 1-800-GET-HAIR and tell them you want a free, no-obligation consultation with, with a doctor and you want to find out what's going on with your head. 1-800-GET-HAIR, Dr. Robert Leonard and Dr. Matthew Lepresti. <laughs> How did I sound on that? That was nobody better. <laughs> I'm wheezing a little bit. Is it allergy season? Are you vaping again? No, I, I just ate some cat fur. Uh, I am. I vape Tuesday, all the time. Bill. You forgot. I did. I I vape all the time, and and this is something we're gonna get into when when we talk to Jeff Cooner because he did a tremendous job on this. Well, the whole vaping, this whole vaping issue has come up and thrown itself in my in our faces. You see now they they've discovered now that it's become very controversial. They've discovered more people are getting sick. Yeah, but you know what? These people are smoking. This illegal underground that's, black market goo and THC they, stuff. They leave that out of the story. Because they're not going to, you know, we're going to buy that. If it's not legal in your state to get uh, cannabis, hmm. then you're going to buy it underground. Notice that's where they it's all happening. Michigan or whatever, people say, oh, I'm sick. Well, you're probably smoking, you know, a monkey puke from some guy. He's ripping you off. And he's probably using one of those little credit card things that the guy used <laughs> in the state. <laughs> So it's an awful thing, but but in Massachusetts they had an overreach and overreaction. We'll talk about it with Jeff Cooner coming right up. But I want to tell you how bad a week I had. Now here's my what was I? Seventeen out of eighteen, right? And here's my last week's picks. Dallas lost. Dallas lost to New Orleans in a game that were twenty two total points. Now come on, New Orleans is an offensive juggernaut. Even when Drew Brees isn't there, they scored a lot of points. And and Dallas, oh, oh, everybody's saying Dallas is a big thing. You know, they got the Dak and they got the running back, that uh, Elliot. What's his name? Ezekiel Elliott. Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah, he's an idiot. So it, they got all these offensive weapons. Final score was twelve to ten, and the and the Dallas Cowboys lost. So I got, I took a hit there. That's a loss for me. The Rams lost at home. They sucked. New England won, I, thankfully, but they they should have won by more than six. Yeah. That was bad. You know, they, they just that missed kick by Guskowski alone. Kansas City won, so that's uh, two for four. The uh, Los Angeles Chargers won three for f- three for five. And Baltimore Ravens, so disappointing. They lost at home. Like, I thought they were pretty good. Now I know. They suck. <laughs> so I lost three games out of three. So my record is now 20 and 21. I mean, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 20 and 21. I mean, 20. Uh, it's I've Tuesday. Had, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't think right now. Yeah. I have, I've had 20 wins, and I've had four losses. Because oh. I was 17 out of 18. You're 20 so and 20 four. And 24. 20 and 4. And yeah. that was after an absolutely shit week for me. Seriously, I lost a lot of money oh. because of those those three duck wins that looked like they were all lined up. But. I'm I'm confident I'm coming back because they're twenty and four is not a bad record you know, overall. Last week we thought you were a genius. I know. I, I know. thought God, this guy is unbelievable. Now you think I'm a penis. No. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the here's where you if you want to do this and you want to do it online. The football season is where I just I love this. This is where you get involved. You have adrenaline with every game. It's fun. Join our exclusive sports betting partners, BetOnline.ag. If you sign up today. You'll receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit, and uh, you'll make your bets on your favorite professional or college team anytime you want to. Every spread, every total, every winner, every loser, straight bet, parlay, tease, doesn't matter. Will Mahomes throw for, you know, 50 touchdowns or whatever? Will the Pats go undefeated? 
Get on betonline.ag or use your mobile device to join today and use this promo code to get your 50% welcome bonus, CLNS50. CLNS50 to receive that 50% bonus, just like Ben did. Right? Absolutely. Betonline.ag. What are your week five picks? You Drop ready? the knowledge on us real okay. quick. Okay. Redeem yourself. All right. Uh, let me just, let me just, can I just sniff this snot out of the mid the mid <laughs> mid nostril region. Ah, there you go. Be honest, that wasn't snot. I know. Cooner's trying to check in. So it was an M M&M. and M. Okay. Uh, Kansas City at home beats Indy. Uh, the Los Angeles Chargers at home beat Denver. New England on the road beats Washington. Chicago at Oakland wins, and Buffalo, believe it or not, will beat Tennessee on the road. There you go. There's my five picks. I'm 20 and four uh, this year on this football season, and uh, I'm pretty proud of that. I'm not as proud as I was last week, you know, at 17 and one. It's understandable. You know, 500 week is just not Nostra Adams like. You uh, went against the grain last week. Well, you know, I got. I, I shouldn't say you went against the grain. You just went to the well one too many times. I got screwed on. I mean, there's no question Dallas should have won that game. Drew Brees is not on the New Orleans Saints right now. He's hurt. Yes, he is. All right, we're on the phone with the great, and I say, and I don't say they use the word great that often. The great Jeff Kooner, who's, who's on WRKO mornings from six to ten every single day, and that's been going on, I guess, since uh, about 2018 when he. Uh, uh, locked into that slot. I heard him the other day. He sounds great. It's Jeff Cooner, everybody. Mikey, it's great to be with you, my friend. How are you? Excellent. I'm. You know, I feel like fifty bucks. I. I mean, I'm really doing well. Uh, <laughs> Jeff, first of all, let me just get this off my chest right now. You, I'm a centrist libertarian, which means I'm a. I'm a. Uh, uh, I guess a. A financial, what's the word I'm looking for? Fiscal. I'm a fiscal conservative, conservative. and I'm a, a social moderate. But I'll tell you, it's tough living in Massachusetts, even at that. And you have got to really have it rough hearing from people all the time because Massachusetts is so dominantly uh, moonbat left-wing liberals. I mean, Mikey, if you're a centrist libertarian, I'm a hard-right Trump conservative. <laughs> I mean, look at things from my point of view. Yeah, you know, I know. I mean, <laughs> that's got to be tough for you. Enemy number one. Yeah, but I got to tell you, Mikey, I think on this issue of vaping, to be perfectly frank, um, we don't just have the libertarians, conservatives, moderates. I think we honestly have people of uh, common sense, goodwill. Uh, what Charlie Faker has done, this joke of a governor, uh, willy nilly, by just simply waving his hand. And, I mean, he thinks he's a dictator. Yeah. And now banning all vaping products. The sale, the purchase, uh, without any authorization. This is completely illegal, completely unconstitutional. For four months, pending a study into vaping. Yeah. Uh, he's putting shop owners out of business. He's putting uh, people out on the street. Thousands are losing their jobs. There's already lawsuits, Jeff. Three well, of them. yeah, and there's lawsuits, obviously. I don't blame these shop owners. And, you know, think about it. These are people that were, you know, on Monday, a couple of weeks ago, they were in a perfectly legal, regulated industry. And Tuesday morning, they can't sell anything. What they're doing is illegal. And they've been shut down. And I know for a fact, I've spoken to several of these uh, uh, vaping uh, shop owners, and they're telling me they're, they're going out of business. Yeah, that's, that's necessary now because you can't buy anything from them. Hello? You know, I quit cigarettes in 
February of 2016, thanks to my ability to vape. Now, I've, I smoked for 40-something years, Jeff. I couldn't quit no matter what until vaping came along. And my doctor even told me, he says, it's the smoke that kills you. It's not the nicotine. So I, I did it in good faith. I quit, and I, I vaping. I like it. And, I, and I'm, I've never had a cigarette since. There's a lot of lives being saved by vaping. Because it's a safer way of ingesting nicotine, but never mind doing the research on it. No, just ban the whole thing, put people out of business, and make people like me have to run out of state to get vape juice. Mike, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, look, think about what Baker did. He wiped out an entire industry willy-nilly with the snap of his fingers uh, over a product that we know saves lives. That is much safer than traditional cigarette smoking. Uh, you nailed it. Look, the New England Journal of Medicine, this is not Jeff Cooner talking here. Uh, the New England Journal of Medicine has said e-cigarettes are much safer than cigarettes. Yes, you get the nicotine, but it's not the nicotine that gives you the lung or the throat cancer. No. It's the tobacco products that give you the, uh, the, the throat and the lung cancer. Yeah, the chemicals so, in the cigarettes, yeah. Yeah, and the chemical cigarettes. So vaping is much safer than cigarette smoking. It's helped a lot of people, millions of people quit cigarette smoking. And if you keep it on the market, it's going to help millions more. Now and what? yet this guy thinks he can just, you know, look, I had a poor guy that I spoke to, spent seven years of his life savings, seven years of his blood, sweat, and toil into his business. Mm -hmm. Gone. It's gone. They won't even let him sell his inventory. So he's going to go bankrupt. His whole family's going to go bankrupt. He had to lay off 11 employees. They're in tears. Over what? Can they because all join Charlie together? Baker wants to wants to play to the Boston Globe. Can they join together in these lawsuits? Because I, you know, here's the thing about Charlie Baker. I, I had him on my show when I was at WEI, and he came in when he was running for office. He seemed like a great guy. I'm thinking, well, at least he's a re re because the state's a one party state. Let me let's face it. You know, it, but. I thought, well, okay, he's Republican. going to be a little more conservative than you know the, the 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 prior governors have been in the state. But what what made him make a decision so odd? Was it was is he running for office again already? Uh, I think, frankly, uh, look, I never liked Charlie Baker. Uh, I've nicknamed him Chicken Charlie, Charlie <laughs> Baker. Uh, I mean, to me, he's not even a Republican. He's a Democrat posing to be a Republican. Oh, right, I know that. Uh, no, what he did was, look, he gets up every morning, and the first thing he does is before he even goes to the toilet, he reads the Boston Globe. <laughs> and he lives for that editorial that tells him he's doing a great job. Yeah. So he wanted to play to the PC left who want to control our lives. They want to control every aspect of our life. That's what the radical left is all about. Right, yeah. And so a couple of people died in Alabama. A couple of people died out of vaping in the Midwest. Michigan. And all of a sudden, he's got to shut down an entire industry. And, Mikey, think about the ominous precedent here. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, to, to, uh, alcohol is bad for you. We're going to ban that? Sure. Uh, junk food is bad for you. We're fast cars. That. Fast cars are bad for you. Yeah, you, you take a car. It's a Look, what, <laughs> I, what they did with vaping, I, I make the analogy to, to cars. Here's a perfectly good, decent product. If it is misused, and that's the problem with these vaping illnesses, it's because they're misusing these vaping products. THC. With either, yeah, THC cartridges or dangerous oils or whatever they're putting in there. That's what's causing these lung problems or these fatalities. Well, it's the same thing with the car. 
I mean, if I drink and drive, I'm going to kill somebody. If I drive too fast, I'm going to kill somebody. But don't ban the car. You know, or, or frankly, Mikey, it's the gun issue. Yeah, That's same why, thing. I mean, I look at a lot of liberals who are complaining, like, hey, man, they're taking away my vaping. I'm like, hey, man, now you know how we in the Second Amendment movement feel. Right. It's not the guns that kill people. It's bad people with guns well, that kill people. Well, sugar on, when a, on a real fat kid can kill him, too. I, I'm just confused just, as to why he didn't just ban cigarettes. We all well, know sorry, there's. Dan, said, why, why don't they just ban cigarettes? Why didn't he just ban cigarettes? Taxes. Well, that's what I, I'm saying. Exactly. I mean, where does it stop? I mean, Ben, look, to be perfectly candid with you, like I'm in the confessional, right? I have type 2 huh. diabetes. <laughs> okay. okay. Literally, sugar for me is poison. It's poison. So I have a Snickers bar, I'm killing my body. I have a Coke. Oh, God, what I, 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 I would kill for a Coke right hey, now. Wait a minute. Okay? You don't have a Diet Coke in your hand, do you, Cooner Man? No, I don't. I swore off of it. I mean, you know, it's killing me. So, you know, why not ban that? I mean, if you're going to start playing God over people's lives, yeah. then there's many other things you can start banning. Is this the kind of society and country you want to live in? And ultimately, here's what I think the libertarians and I completely agree. I believe in personal responsibility and in personal accountability. If Mikey wants to smoke, that's his business. If Ben Kitchen wants to go out and get hammered every Friday and Saturday night, yes, that's and Sunday, <laughs> and Sunday, or frankly, if Ben Kitchen wants to bet again against Croatia <laughs> in the upcoming Euros, that's his business. He's going to go down. You know, what I mean? it's personal responsibility. You are loyal to your original, your heritage, I guess, but you're from Montreal, right? You were born in Montreal. I was born in Montreal. My parents are from Croatia, the ancestral, the motherland. The now, d- does that mean land. that you're an Expos fan? Actually, I was growing up, believe it or not. Oh, Bill Lee would love to hear that, the Spaceman. He would love to know. Yeah, that we, we, I, we, I loved Bill Lee. I loved Spaceman. He was, I remember he was best Carter man in my wedding. And... Yeah, you know, he's, he's a, he's a, he, he loved Montreal, too. You know, one time, you know, he, I said, how do you say hit the road in, in French-Canadian? He says, frappe la rue. Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> Frappe LaRue. Um, so you're born in Montreal. You become American citizen back in 2016. And I got to ask yes. you this, because this is all part of, I guess, when you look at what the, the left is doing with the citizens, citizenry of this country, uh, it's a little bit unusual. Now, uh, Jeff, you don't know this, but I'm part-time. My hobby is a Lyft driver. So I pick up, pe- yeah, I pick up people in my in my 2006 Mercury Grand Marquis, and I got stories, man. That's why I do it. I do it for the entertainment value and the stories. But I pick up people from every country, and I realize Massachusetts admits a that 28 percent of Boston's population uh, is foreign born, which is okay. You know, it's all fine. And they say that one out of 30 people that live in Massachusetts are uh, are. Uh, Undocumented. In New York, you call them illegal aliens, but here you call them undocumented. <laughs> so the point I'm making here is that uh, if, you're, if you're a Lyft driver, you know not only that it's really more like one out of 20 people in Massachusetts are from other countries. And it's not about not liking the people from those countries. It's about like Disney, Disney World. You've got to have a limit to who's in your park, Right. Oh, no, I, I mean, I agree with you. I mean, well, look, in New York City now, you say illegal alien, that's a $250,000 fine. That's hate speech. It takes me so like two months be, to make that. Mikey, is your podcast heard in New York? If it's heard in New York City, my friend. I'm in trouble. Uh, I don't want to get a $250,000 <laughs> fine. I better be careful. It's a, yeah, that's right, because they're going to come after you, Jeff. 
Uh, I mean, it's it's it's. I think that the don't you agree that the Democratic Party seems to say, well, okay, well, let's get as many people in here as we can because they will all be Democratic voters. Well, I think that's that's the ultimate point. That's the un- that's the unholy alliance between Republicans and Democrats. Yeah, is that both champion open borders, both want massive third world illegal immigration, not because they care about the poor, but because Republicans for their corporate donors want cheap labor. And the Democrats want cheap votes. And that's why they're bringing them in. And they don't care the cost to uh, the welfare fraud and abuse, hospitals, schools overflowing, uh, you have crime. Not that all illegals are criminals, far from it. But you have a lot of illegals. We know MS-13. There's a lot of drugs that come in as well. So you look at the tremendous cost and damage it's doing to the United States. And look, ultimately, I come down to this point. A nation to me is like a home. It is our homeland. Just as your home or my home or Ben's home, you have the right to decide who comes into your home. They can ring the doorbell, but you have the right to decide whether you should let them in. That's what a nation's borders are. Or let them stay, we, too, Jeff. You know, because if they've, done, right. if they've committed crimes and the sanctuary cities hide them from the authorities, then that's kind of a double dip on us, isn't it? Well, yeah, and the other thing is, what to me is very frightening is, look, whatever. let's say you don't like federal immigration law, for whatever reason, then change it. But what you don't do is break and violate the law. I, know, I don't get to pick and choose what laws I follow, what laws I don't follow. Yeah. I follow the law, and if I don't like it, I change the law. Well, if the Democrats truly want to end federal immigration laws the way we have it on the books, then change it. Right. But what you don't do is create sanctuary cities, or like in California, sanctuary states, where you're openly breaking the rule of law, yeah, disregarding you're defying it. the federal government, and you're allowing basically anybody to enter without even vetting them. I mean, look, I ask everybody this. Would you leave your door wide open and just allow anybody to come in? No, of course not. Only women. <laughs> or women. <laughs> That's, I'm okay with that. Jeff, let me, let me ask you this real quick, because uh, you went through this process a couple of years ago, um, and we always hear how long and difficult of a process it is to become a U.S. citizen, and, and I don't really have any firsthand knowledge of it. Obviously, you do. Can you actually kind of tell me a little bit about that process and how difficult it yeah, actually that's is? The other thing. I have to say, Ben, in all honesty, the, um, one, of my, one of my biggest listening blocks are legal immigrants. And the reason why is because they've all gone through the process that I did. Yep. And they don't complain. We love America. We think it's right. You should be checking who comes into your country. Yeah. But when you see what legal immigrants, the hurdles they have to go through. Right. And then to think that somebody just comes in illegally. And cuts the line. Yeah, jumps the line, exactly, cuts in front, and all of a sudden we're going to give them amnesty? No way. I think most Americans— In a nutshell, it took me 20 years to become an American citizen. I had to pay $25,000 in lawyer's fees. I had to get work visa after work visa, then a green card. Then you have to be in the United States on your green card for 10 years. You have to show to the government that you're never a drain on the public system. Sure. You can't take welfare. You can't take government assistance. You can prove your value you have to a little have bit. a job, pay taxes. You can't even commit a crime. You can't, I mean, you can't commit a felony. You can't even commit most misdemeanors. And so, and so I did that. And then you have to pass a background check. Then you have to do a citizenship test. You have to know basic civics. Plus, you have to show a working knowledge of English. Yeah, and you have to juggle, you know, live monkeys on stage. <laughs> Let me ask you this. How's this for an idea? 
We know there's a value to being an American because everybody wants to come here, right? You know, and, and we all do, that most people, even Canadians, want to be American. Um, so how about this? You say to people, okay, we got a million immigrants coming in through our regular program. We're going to add a million immigrants. Each one of them can pay $50,000 up front, and they are instantly an American citizen. And you collect, let's see, what's $50,000 times a million people? That's $50 billion in the budget. That's enough to build a wall. <laughs> What do you think? I mean, all you do is charge them like they do at Disney. I mean, you want to come in? Yeah, it's 150 a day for you and your kids. <laughs> you know, I got to tell you, though, when you just, I mean, you know, you look at the issue of the border, the southern border. How many people, I mean, I believe one-third of El Salvador is already in the United States. Yeah, they're in, so they're in Marlboro. Populating, yeah, Central America, another 50 years, there won't be anybody living there. That's how much people... Except for retired Americans. <laughs> retired Americans who are gentrif- gentrifying... Oh, yeah, retired this. Americans are going to Costa Rica. The point is, they, Pew Research did a survey recently. Over 2 billion people in the world said they'd love to come to the United States. Yeah. Why? Because we're the greatest country in the history of the world. The numbers don't lie. The fact that so many people are willing to risk their lives to come here right. tells you what a great country this is. I think most Americans do appreciate immigrants, but when you put, when you put the term illegal immigrants in front of it, it changes their opinion to a, to a drastic degree because of the very things we're talking about, cutting the line and, and so on and so forth. And in Massachusetts, you know, they also have this thing called right to shelter. What, what are your thoughts on that, where you get a hotel room if you're homeless, just, just like that, because you're in Massachusetts? Well, I mean, look, as a devout Catholic, I do believe you have to take care of the poor. Yeah, but do they um, have the to have hand, a free continental breakfast, too? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, you know, but that's private personal charity. Uh, you know, you don't have the right just because you're homeless to go to a hotel room or go anywhere and suddenly it's your place of residence or it's your domicile. Yeah, 3000 uh, a month. That's, that's absolutely insane. And, look, the problem with homelessness it's usually caused by either mental illness, drug addiction, alcoholism. So if you treat the root cause of that, we get rid of the homeless. Sure. But they don't want to do that. What they want to do is they want to keep making government bigger, expand, you know, just impose more mandates upon businesses and upon all of us. But I don't suppose, uh, uh, Jeff, that people from, let's say you're homeless in New Jersey, and you know that there's one state in the union that gives you a free hotel, Massachusetts, that you're going to say, hey, I'll go be homeless in Massachusetts. It's easier. Well, that's the thing. It's a magnet. Well, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, look, there's a reason why we have so many illegals, because we have so many sanctuary cities. Yeah. And once you let the word out, hey, you go down to Massachusetts, free hotel for everybody, no matter how, you know, no matter how homeless you are, how mentally ill you are, whatever... They're going to come on down. We're talking. So, to, uh, we're talking to Jeff Cooner. He's got the morning show. He's great. You did, by the way. You did a tremendous job on the vaping issue the other morning. I heard it live when it first broke, and, and kudos to you for that. You're on with VB. You're on with Howie Carr, and you, as as well as them, all know how tough it is to be anything but a liberal uh, in Massachusetts. Uh, but uh, you had a you had a little bit of a tete a tete with uh, um, Liz Warren. And I got to ask you right off the top, what which do you prefer for a nickname for her? Is it Liawatha or Focahontas? Oh, I much prefer Focahontas. <laughs> <laughs> What's your story and with I gotta her? I got to tell you, though, <laughs> when I confronted her, and I made the obvious point, a lot of her supporters don't know this, but she's worth over $20 million. She lives in a mansion in Cambridge. Yeah. She's made, up, she's made millions as a senator from Massachusetts. 
So when I said to her, hey, you go on about the evils of the 1% and how greedy they are and how oppressive they are, well, you're part of the 1%. You're worth over $20 million, so aren't you a hypocrite? Mikey, I'm telling you, she went bananas. I thought she was going to scalp me right on the spot. Yeah. She, I mean, she showed me her war cry, let me tell you. Oh, God. You know what she should do? She should go out on the campaign trail wearing feathers. Because uh, just to keep her wigwam. <laughs> so how do you like radio now? You you were a writer for a while. You came down from – you were a college professor up in Montreal. You've done a lot of things, Jeff, and you just turned 50. Uh, so you've had already a pretty full life. But how do you like the radio gig, and uh, how is it – anticipating the kind of resistance you're going to get uh, in a state where there's so few Republicans? Well, I got to tell you, uh, I love radio. I think it's incredibly exciting. Uh, Nothing beats it. And I love the rapport and the bond I have with the audience. I have to tell you, though, the thing about Massachusetts that a lot of people don't realize, yes, it's a liberal state, but 40% of the state is conservative slash libertarian. And nobody caters to that 40% of the state. Yeah. And that's what the Cooner Report does. And honestly, I think that's why our ratings are so good. Everybody's going for that 55 to 60 percent, heavily liberal, heavily pro-Warren, heavily moonbat, but they're neglecting the other 40 percent. And frankly, it's that 40 percent, you, me, even Ben, I don't know, but I would think Ben. <laughs> you know I love your one. show. You know I love your show. <laughs> I've told we you many times. Taxes. We carry the freight. We're the ones that pay for all of these welfare giveaways, <laughs> and we're the economic backbone of this state. So if I were the moonbats, I would leave us alone, <laughs> because if we leave this state, they're going down. Yeah, and you know we need each other to solve the to really solve any problem. And but I think they should take one problem at a time, Jeff. Put it on the table and not leave the room until it's solved. And, and just but instead of trying to do these big giant, oh, we have this platform and these, you have to wash this hand in order to get this from us. No, solve one problem at a time to everybody's liking, and then go to the next one for God's sake. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I think look, the big problem in Massachusetts is that there is. There's no real opposition in the state legislature. It is a one-party state, and this is what happens when you have no accountability. There's no opposition. There's no checks and balances. I think you should run, and, Jeff. Yeah. Okay, run for what? <laughs> run for what? No, he's just saying you should run more. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean run from the state or run for office? Run for the hills. <laughs> <laughs> no, you should run for office. You challenge somebody. Yeah. I mean, to me, you make too much sense to really, you know, you're almost – too too sensical to uh, to be in public office in this state. Well, I'm not corrupt enough. You see, if I was on the take, then they would love me. That's it. Well, we'd like to offer you a my grandma's coffee cake for being on our broadcast. Or it's a podcast, actually. It is. In fact, you know oh, he knows thank this. You. We're all wearing speedos. Um, <laughs> we, we're going to send you a my grandma's coffee cake, the greatest coffee cake in the world, right, direct to your house for being such a good guy and coming on the show. And I'm going to tell you, you're doing a fabulous job. And I love AM radio. I still listen to AM radio, and a lot of people do because that's where you get the pertinent information instead of the Lock Rock. Oh, thank you, Mikey. I appreciate it. And listen, you're doing a great job on your podcast. You keep it up. Ben, I love you, buddy, in a non-sexual way. <laughs> oh, and, uh, that's guys, how everybody loves him. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot. All right. Take care, guys. Jeff, Bye. good to talk to you. Thanks, Cooner, man.
Jeff Cooner. Now, he's great. Now, should we, you know, the thing about him is, too, is he does make sense. He, he's always making sense when I listen to him. And I, that's You can't argue against something like that. Should we finish with the final, I don't know, Joe Castiglioki of the year? Because Castigs is now putting him up. He's hanging up the spikes, hanging up the microphone uh, for the winter because the Red Sox were so pathetic with their 84 wins and their highest payroll in baseball. Joe's got to be disappointed. So what what can we do to cheer up Joe Castiglione? Let's go up and see if he's up in the booth. Are you up there, Joe? I'm right here, Smitty. Uh, hold on a second. I, I got a wedgie. Hold. Yeah, go ahead. Hold on. No, I told you. I want the vanilla. This is from Wild Cherry. Castiglione. Hey, do it now. Yeah, yeah. I said, hey, once I was a boogie singer playing in a rock and roll band. Joe, you sound great. I never had no problems. Yeah. Burning down the one-night stands. And everything around me, yeah. Got to stop feeling so low. I decided quickly, yes I did, to disco down and check out the show. Yeah, they were dancing and singing and moving to the grooving. Just when it hit me, somebody turned around and shouted, hey, play that funky music, white boy. I'm Italian, actually. Play that funky music. Right. Play that funky music, white boy. Lay down that boogie, you cracker, and play that funky music till you die. Till you die. Till you die? Hey, yeah, till you die. I'm dead. Constipated, too.